0: Hey, Dream Builders, welcome back to another episode of the Dream Design Podcast with Amy Lee. Today, I am here with a super awesome guest. Natasha Tosh Hannum is joining me. She is an intuitive coach for women's empowerment and also the author of The Tosh Diaries. She has a core vision of empowering women to live their best lives and to tune in and use their own intuition. I can't wait for you guys to meet Tosh right after this. You're listening to the Design Your Dreams podcast with Amy Lee, the show that challenges you to stop chasing your dreams and start designing them. As the dream design coach, I've helped thousands of high achieving creatives reconnect with their inner blueprint to design, manifest, and live the life of their dreams. Each week, I invite powerhouse creators who have built their dream businesses to come and share their words of wisdom and stories of courage. It is my hope that through the journeys of these incredible dream builders, you too will be inspired to design and build a life
1: and business beyond your wildest dreams.
0: Welcome Tosh to the show. Hi.
1: Hi, Amy Lee. Thank you for having me. And sorry, that was my fault. It's Tash Hannam, but because I'm Tash um, on my Instagram and my socials, I'm just Tash. So that's fine. I love <laughs> Thank it. Thanks for having me. I
0: love it. We can call you Tash oh, right? <laughs> yes, I love oh, it. Good. So good. Oh my gosh. So you guys, we were having so much fun before we chatted, like, you know how you always chat with like the guests and it turns out that we actually are long lost twins, um, from two different sides of the pond. <laughs> yeah. So that was pretty exciting. So we'll talk more about that later. Um, okay. So I have a million questions and I need to cram them all into one podcast episode. So you ready. Here we go. Yes, I'm ready. Okay. So you're an intuitive coach and blogger and correct me if I'm wrong, but most people don't graduate from high school and say, when I grow up, I want to be an intuitive coach and blogger. So tell us the story about how you came from whatever it was that we thought we were going to be to what you are now.
1: Yeah, it is a story. And um, as you love to talk about, it's those stories where it's a bit of a non-conventional way of how I got there and so i started out my journey pretty conventionally i went to high school went to university got myself a degree in um, exercise and health science and thought that that's where i would live out my days doing sport and community development and i did do that for some time Um, 15 years in fact i worked in state government in a project type role and i utilize some of those skills now in the work i do but in a very different setting And so it was actually after I had a couple of babies. So I had my first and I went back to work and I had my second and ticked back into work. And then I had my third and um, everything got a little bit complicated. So actually after the birth of my third baby, um, an autoimmune condition was triggered in my body and the inflammation um, started to take over. We didn't know what it was. We didn't know what was going on and it was in the height of – the Australian first lot of COVID lockdown. So it was all very strict and everyone was staying in their own homes and it was quite an isolated time for me. Um, And on top of that, I was incredibly unwell. So I had an eight month old baby at the time that I couldn't lift, couldn't turn door handles, couldn't drive a car. Some mornings I couldn't walk. Yeah. And losing weight like crazy, hair falling out, like it was just very frightening. And It was during that time that I realized that um, I was really lost as a woman. I just had really lost that sense of self, that sense of connection to what drives me, what I love. And I realized that my whole life, like 36 odd years, I'd kind of dedicated to this outward kind of validation. So what did other people think of me? You know, what were the roles that I play in life? Um, You know, what? What do I need to do for my children and my husband? And whilst I still value that stuff, it had become all of me. And so when all those things were kind of taken away from me and I no longer had the ability to be the people pleaser and the helper, I had to take a good long look at the woman in the mirror and um, realise that I didn't really know who she was. And so that started my journey um, that has landed me to where I am today. And it really began um, through the blogging. So I started to just write about and document what was happening in my life. I started to share a bit about my autoimmune and what was happening. And then I started to put it out and um, just got a really warm response from people. They really resonated with what I had to say. And I had people reaching out saying, oh, my gosh, this has happened to me. And so I just kept kind of going with that. And then the last sort of two or three years has just been this incredible personal growth journey. I've just dabbled in any kind of personal work I can get my hands on, um, you know, done lots of different healing modalities. Myself, I've learnt some different practices like Reiki and um, I love to do a bit of tarot. And and it sort of has all come together in basically, I think, one, one night I was lying there and I was like... I want to help women. Like I want to help women that are on a journey like me that are healing and rediscovering themselves and I want to hold space for women to do that. And so, I don't know, call it the universe or intuition or a greater source, something just came to me and said, this is what you want to do and i was like up oh. you know the instant reaction is like you've got no business you don't know anything about that like you're just a woman doing her own thing like you know how dare you it was essentially the um the immediate ego chatter and i guess i just started gradually dabbling like still always got the chatter telling me that um there are others that are more qualified and have better energy and you know more credentials and greater pain that's another one i get it's like oh that wo- that woman went through way more than you like what do you have to talk about but um i guess just following my heart i've just kept that true north and i just keep rolling out different things um I guess, learning to fail, which is a big thing. So willing to just give stuff a go. And it's evolved into what I now have as an intuitive coaching business. And it's really all about holding that space for women to connect to their wisdom. And they then go on and heal themselves and find find what it is that lights them up and help them to sort of support them on their journey. So that that's how I landed here and how we got to chat today. Oh my gosh, I
0: resonate with so much of what you said, and especially that imposter syndrome piece, right? Like the whole idea of, you know, like, am I good enough? And, you know, it's interesting. Like, the way I look at it is like, if somebody's on fire and you're walking down the street and you have a bucket of water, are you going to be like, what if my bucket's not big enough? What if somebody else comes along with a bigger bucket? What if their bucket is prettier than my bucket? What if my bucket has a hole in it? I don't even know if it has a hole in it, but what if it does? What if I go to throw the water and the person doesn't even want it? What if I throw the water on them and somebody else comes and is like, I was supposed <laughs> to throw the water on them. Like throw the water on the person, they're on fire. <laughs> you know? But, but you're right, we get so in our heads. And And I actually had a download about that, which was like, who can you help from inside your head? The longer mm. you stay in there and the longer that you hem and ha about all the ways that you're going to make it better, right? And like, because we are highly sensitive, because we are such perfectionists, we're always waiting for the right moment, like to make it perfect. And how many oh. people are suffering when we've been called to do this work, right? So yes. I can totally resonate with what you're saying. And it's so interesting that you're, you know, you're saying like, I'm sitting here like, you know, I want to do this work. When we make the decision that we're ready to take our place as light workers and healers, the claircognizance just turns on. I remember sitting in my room and I remember feeling like someone had just shown up from like UPS or FedEx or I don't know what you guys call it over there um, yeah. and literally was like here are 200 filing cabinets that are locked with a bunch of files can you please sign for these and I'm like what (laughs) can I get in them no you can't get in them they're just downloads but you can't actually access them yet and I'm like well why the hell would I want them taking up space in the front hallway of my brain right it's like I don't know I I don't shoot the messenger will you sign for them or not and I'm like sure and so I did. And I felt this like heaviness in my head. I know you can totally resonate with this. And then all of a sudden one day it was like, holy crap. There were papers flying everywhere. And I'd see like one word and a little bit of this one and a little. And it was just like, they're going over your head and you just see, and you don't even realize. I can't believe how much I'm moving right now. I'm sorry, podcast people. You don't see like the acrobatics I'm doing right now. Um, But honestly, like all of a sudden they were all just, coming out and it's because like you said you make that commitment you take that oath of of light workerness of ushering in that next iteration that ascension energy and it's like oh good cuz here's the manual and it's 500,000 <laughs> pounds you know like oh so I, anyway all that to say i totally resonate with what you're saying and you're like if i had known that that was going to happen I have taken that off. but I would I have done that? Would I have ignored because you know, at the time that was kind of a lot. That was kind of a lot yes to deal with, you know.
1: <laughs> and it's so true. And actually, I held a women's circle last night. And speaking about imposter syndrome, I this is another thing that like you talk about the filing cabinet. So it landed in my head one day, you're going to hold women's circles. I was like. I don't know how to hold a women's circle. I love going to them. I love sitting in circle. I love the idea of them, but <clears throat> not me. That's not. And anyway, it was like this little niggling thing that just kept coming back and just annoying me. I was like, fine, fine. <laughs> I'll do a women's circle. And, and um, I was doing them when I was in the city and now we've moved down to a regional area and it's quite a spiritually evolved area. There's a lot of healers. There's a lot of people that are kind of, I guess, in the space and I did I got intimidated I let myself I talked myself out of it I did one and then I took a really big break between them but it's just been niggling at me and last night um was the first one we that I've done in a few months and we had just such an incredible evening and the ladies that came in were like they just they connected with one another like it was just one of those you, you can't you can't make this stuff up like it was supposed to happen and I was supposed to be hosting it but You know, just like you said, you almost just have to kind of acknowledge that you're going to still feel those feelings of imposter syndrome. You're still going to try and talk yourself. I tried to talk myself out of it the whole way up to the circle. I nearly cancelled it a few times. You know, I'm too busy. There's lots going on at the moment. The Kids are on holidays. You know, there's, there's all the reasons in the world. And yet for some reason, I just kept going with it. And then it was just incredible, the energy, the women that I met last night meeting each other, like the cross kind of pollination of the different energies. Um, And that wouldn't have happened if I'd allowed that kind of chatter to govern. And so... I'm not saying that you never have the chatter. I think the chatter is always there, but I think you learn to just dampen it a little and certainly for me a lot of what I do with the women is like really trying to amplify that inner, that inner voice, that inner wisdom that's always going to guide you on that highest path. But it's not always easy. It's not like, oh, yeah, sure, I'm just going to listen to my intuition. I'm just going to go with it. You've got you've to apply the will and be prepared to take the action and that's when the good stuff happens.
0: Oh my gosh. So much time back there. Yes, 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 yes. And you know, something you said that I think is great is you will always have that imposter syndrome. Like that's not something that's going to go away. And no matter how magical, like, oh my gosh, I just had the most incredible thing. You know, like my book just won a reader's choice award for little kids. And like, that's amazing. And on that day, it's like, oh my gosh. But then three days later, you're like, my book is crap. Nobody likes my book. (laughs) It's not selling, you know? And so it's interesting. Like you, you do have these highs and these lows, but like you said, you get to the point where you're like, that's not my voice. That is the conditioning Yay. of what I've been taught and who, you know, and where I came from. And that's, what's actually speaking. And I think that's the hardest part is to get women and, and people in general, but let's talk about women. Cause we mm. both coach women. Like, Mm. To get women to understand just because you hear it in the tonality of your voice does not mean that it's actually you. It's conditioned responses. And I tell this story all the time. I think it's a great example where like if you work somewhere and your Apple watch is like, leave now to get to work on time, right? Like you're like, okay, you know, and you, and you follow that. But then one day you change jobs and you don't go there anymore. And your watch is like, leave now to get to work on time you're not going to be like, well, sorry, folks, I actually need to leave. And they're like, wait, you work here now. I know. But my Apple watch said I got to go like you, you would go, oh, hold on a second. Let me just end that. I forgot to take that because it's a computerized thing. Well, that's exactly what our thoughts are. And so when we recognize that we can go delete, cancel, cancel. And at first, when you first start doing that, you're like, that doesn't really work though. And, you know, yeah. if you're like me and you have ADD, you're like, well, you know, this is never going to work, but it, it takes, it, it's like a muscle. Right. And so mm-hmm. I love that you can be that face to be like, yeah, you can have an amazing time. You can have people loving you. You can make all, and especially when you bring your human design into it, you see so many aspects of like mm-hmm. why you struggle when you don't even have a struggle. Like there's so many people that have never had financial worry and yet all they do is worry about finances. It's the artist thing.
1: But it's yeah.
0: all it's all that internal conditioning.
1: Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's so true. And and it's always going to be there. So I think that that's something that people think, "Oh, well, if I could just get rid of that thing or if I could just like not have that." And it's like, "Well, no, that's part of the human. That's what makes you uniquely you." And so you actually do need that. And it's and I think a lot of um you know, that idea of like, you need to separate. And so, you know, I need to just shut that part of me down and not have it exist at all. It's like, well, no, that that's then you're sort of separating yourself. You're not living as a whole. And so the whole thing we're, we're working towards is this idea of wholeness and accepting yourself in all of your, you know, glory. And so that does include those idiosyncrasies and some of that shadow and some of that stuff that you know, you don't want that driving all the time. Well, you don't want it driving most of the time. But you need to acknowledge that it's part of you. And I think the more you resist, you know, that saying, the more you resist something and the more it persists. And so the more you're trying to squash something instead of just going, okay, I see you, you know, and, and mine's like, mine's my little helper that always wants to pop up and say, I know what you should do. It's like, okay, I see you. Thank you for your advice. <laughs> and now I'm going to choose to just keep following my heart and I think like you said it's a muscle right so it's it is you you don't just magically apply it and I think sometimes it's misleading that people think oh well I just think and it'll be done you know or or like that idea of manifesting it's like well I've been sitting here I've been thinking on this thing and where is it (laughs) where Mm -hmm. is my mansion or you know where is this great life that I've been imagining and absolutely you've got to anchor into that but and I think it was something you shared the other day, was like you've still got to take action as well. Like you've got to be prepared to then follow. And that's where people come unstuck because they'll say, well, that doesn't make sense. You know, I'm I'm getting this, you know, message or I've, I've sort of got this idea and, and it says that I need to do this in order to get there. And it's like, but that, and then they're starting to apply that rational brain. So then right. the rational brain comes in and says, mm mm now, past experience tells me this is the way you should do it. I was like, yeah, but what did what has past experience done for you? It's you're just going to end up exactly you where can. you started. <laughs> so the whole thing about following that intuition and taking those like that's those steps is that you're doing things you've never done before. So you have to be prepared to kind of put yourself out there, and that's when that vulnerability piece comes in. That a lot of people are like, oh, that's like too much for me. my gosh, I'm going through that
0: right now. Like I, so I hired a TikTok coach and she's phenomenal, but yeah, but um, gosh, you want to talk about vulnerable. I have these YouTube shorts out there and it's so interesting because you put out a 12 second clip and people don't know you and they don't know the body of work that you have. They don't know that you've been doing this for five years. They don't know about all the things that you have. And they make these comments like you're this Joe Schmo that just showed up on the scene, and 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 you can't help but be a little triggered by it. But it's like I literally feel like I'm out there walking around naked on the internet right now. Like wow. I do. Like I have never exposed myself. So I mean, the things that I'm saying are polarizing, and they're not polarizing like. In the way that they're going to offend anybody, but they did like, they, they stand for something. Right. Yeah. And like today I made a post about like the difference between, you know, everybody talks about Republicans and Democrats being two wings of the same bird. And I'm like, great. Now let's do the matriarchy and the patriarchy, because I feel like everybody blames the patriarchy for everything, but you never hear Mm. anybody talk about the matriarchy. You never, I mean, you're going to tell me that thousands of generations of women are completely, completely innocent of ever doing anything to anyone ever. That doesn't even make sense. And these people are like, what are you saying? I don't even, who is this girl? And I'm just like, I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. But but this is, this is what it, this is what it's about. Like, Mm. Like, and that's what you guys have to understand. People like me and Tosh, like not to pat ourselves on the back. But this work is not for the faint of heart. Like you have to do so much introspection and so much self-discovery and so much actualization to do the work that we do. Like no amount of money that we could make from it is ever going to come close to the level of vulnerability that people like us put out there. Yeah. I mean, to be on your spiritual journey with an audience It's literally like the Truman show for Starseeds, like for real.
1: (laughs) It's so true. It is so true. And I knew, I knew because when it first came through, one of the things that I understood as part of the deal was that I would show up with vulnerability and I would show my journey and Initially, it was through just talking about what I was going through and what was happening in my life and and letting people in, letting people see what was really going on um, that I understood would allow and then start to foster that understanding in others and in my audience to think, okay, well, maybe like maybe I can just step out a little bit. And that's all I want. I want just for people to feel like, and for these women to feel like they can start to do a little bit and they can feel safe in the knowledge that someone else is doing it and they're putting themselves out there. But um, I think also you've got to meet people where they're at and maybe some people will never be ready. Um, I like to think that everyone has the potential, but not everyone is going to go there. And you can't, You can't force people. And I still have ladies that will say to me, oh, you're so brave. And I'm like. I don't feel brave I feel terrified most of the time um but I suppose it's like it's doing that despite the terror so you you don't lose the fear I think you get better you get more comfortable with it perhaps not I don't think it ever goes away um but it's doing it despite that fear and despite that idea of like oh my gosh like like you said the tiktok so I haven't done tiktok but um I've been watching some of the, the people say, you've got to get on board. You've got to get on board. And people are like, oh, how many platforms do I need to have? And I must admit, I had, you know, one of those moments. And I was like, well, do you want to serve your audience? Do you want to share your message? And do you want to have impact? And the answer is yes. So if that's what's going to get it done, well, then it's my job to get over myself <laughs> and and go and find wherever I can get to my audience. So I will say,
0: and I know you didn't ask, but I will say, and this is for everybody out there, I totally thought that TikTok was another form of social media, but it's actually Mm. not. TikTok is edutainment. So it doesn't exist for people to get to know each other. It's for people to learn things or to enjoy themselves. So So healers on TikTok, like they're short form videos and you're getting like the small attention span of someone and you're getting that opportunity to use your energy to impact them instantaneously which there is no other platform that allows that. I mean, reels kind of, but people Mm. are still kind of, you know, it's always going to be known as that visual. It was meant to be a visual platform. And then they were like, no, just kidding. We're going to rewrite the whole thing. (laughs) So crazy. But with TikTok though, there's this energetic, especially for empaths, right? There's this connection. Mm. And so when someone lands on your video and you say something with that hook in that first couple of seconds, And you pull them in, they go way down your funnel really fast. You're not having to nurture in the emails. You're not like they instantly, they're connected to you because of that little tiny video. So while I agree, you know, don't, I don't think people should go and do all the things. If there was Mm -hmm. one you should do right now, the one that's going to grow anybody's business the fastest is absolutely TikTok.
1: Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. I'm on it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's another one of those, um, like you said, facing that fear and going, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I've, I've got no business doing this. And, you know, I think about, oh, it's the younger generation. They're doing that. So they do it so
0: easily. So do you and know that there's happening? actually two generations since us? I figured that out the other day too. Like <gasps> all of the people that are making fun of the like people older than them. I totally thought they were making fun of us. They're not. They're making fun of the generation after us. The generation <laughs> after us are the ones that are getting made fun of by the youngest generation now. So we are now two generations removed from reality. So you've got the Gen Z and then you've got the yeah. millennials. And then I guess we're called elder millennials or zennials. Yeah, so yeah. We're not making fun of us. We're like the grandmothers
1: now. Is that mind-blowing? <laughs> so they don't even worry about making fun of us.
0: No, they're like, oh, yeah, that's the 80s, but that was Stranger Things. So that's cool. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, like, cra- it was great. Like, I was like, wait, you're making fun of the 2000s? I was in my, tw- oh, you're not talking to me. Like, we're almost boomers, dude.
1: No. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> I don't like that at all.
0: <laughs> I know. Isn't that crazy? But yeah, but there's but there's a lot of people like us on TikTok that need people like us to listen to because they're not yeah. they're not gonna. I mean, we just have, and I know this isn't anything that anybody asked for, but this is what happens on my podcast, right? This is how we talk. Yeah, yeah. There, there's an there's an emotional neglect that is very prevalent in our generation people who their parents were just doing the best they could you know they grew up on dr spock maybe they didn't have the greatest relationship with their parents it was very like hand to mouth and by the time we came along it was like do you have food do you have water do you have a place to sleep do you have clothes great see you tomorrow you know yeah. and so and it, it was never it wasn't it was never neglect in the physical sense but emotionally they just weren't available and you've got this entire generation of people who are now raising their children, you know, us raising our children. where like, we're like overdoing it. We're like over empathizing. And they are like, hold on, your emotions are a little much for me. Right. So like, we've got it so much, they've got so little. And so we're actually like, almost getting that like, backlash from them of like, it almost feels like rejection, I think, in some ways, because it's like, mm-hmm. hold on a second. You're a little too emo for me. You know what <laughs> I mean? Because we didn't have that. And so we're like, I'm never going to let my kids have that. So or, mm-hmm. or feel that way, you know, all that to say TikTok needs you. So just just get on there. Yes. <laughs> Okay.
1: And I think you're so right, because another thing that keeps coming through for me is that there's there's this intergenerational trauma that hasn't been dealt with. And this goes down through the, you know, through the generations. And it's because, like you said, there were different times, different ways of coping and certainly even in my parents' generation and you would have similar age parents, they just often often didn't deal with stuff, you know, they didn't. They got like swept under the carpet. And I know even within my own family of examples of abuse and things that have happened where literally no one talks about it. It's just like... It happened, and maybe someone mentions it once, and you're like, Whoa, hang on a minute. So, how how has this been dealt with? How how has this been like, How's the healing happened? It hasn't. And if you think about it, you know, not to get into too much around like epigenetics and stuff, but if you think about that coming down, so now it's in my cells. And I'm actually heard a study Um, about that that was in Australia
0: with the Aboriginals. Where, yes. is, is, it, is that the right way? Is it aborigine yes. or Abori- aboriginal, Aboriginals. right? Yeah. Okay, the yep. Aboriginals, where they have this prevalence of PCOS because they were so massacred as a people that mm. their bodies were like, well, we're not making people anymore. Like, we're not going to have mm. them be born into slavery. And so know. Ab- epigenetically, they stopped, a lot of them stopped being able to have children because their bodies had so much trauma from being oppressed
1: right yes yep yeah so so we have a really I consider it a really big it's an honor but it's also a really big responsibility because as you know we're both mums and a lot of our audience and people that we work with are mums and you know we're trying to do the best we can but I think a, a big part of that is actually taking responsibility for our own healing and in doing that then ensuring that you're allowing your children to have the space and the skills and the knowledge on how to heal and how to how to manage, you know, because it's not pointing fingers, but you don't necessarily want to just continue on trends that didn't serve the generations before you. And right. they're not going to serve me just by not dealing with stuff because that's not what it doesn't work. <laughs> and I'm certainly not, I'm definitely not wanting to pass that on to my children. So yeah, that kind of, took a bit of a left turn, but I felt like, um, yeah, I picked up on something around that trauma stuff. So, yeah, it's something I'm really passionate about.
0: Yeah, no, and I I think too some people, like you said, you know, some people didn't come here to grow. Some people came here to grow us. Some people came here to be – the iron that sharpens iron and they're not here on their own journey. They're here on a, on a servant journey, right? Like if you think about radical responsibility and radical forgiveness and so understanding sometimes, especially with parents, right? Like sometimes, you know, they're here to be the thing that strengthened us so we could take the journey we needed to take. And so I think that that's, there's some healing to be had there as well.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's so good. And the idea that souls get to choose, like, and that's probably, I don't know if that gets too woo, but the, um, oh, girl, the idea never, that, like. There's no such thing as too woo around. People, okay. So I'm like, oh, are, I'm going to go We there. have the
0: little, the little chakra tree right here, okay. We've got, oh, yes. Here's some stage. Wait, that. hold on. We've got we've got the organized pyramid. And uh, oh, off camera that. to
1: the left, we've got all of the oracle cards, like all of them. Oh. Mm-hmm. That's all that's behind me. You probably can't see it, but yeah. And I'm the whole time I've been holding on to my lapis lazuli to help with my oh, throat chakra it. just to keep my communication open. So, got my clear, got quartz my clear quartz. for negative energy. <laughs> oh, snap! I've got one too. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. We're all over we're so- it. Uh, we're, we,
0: we, we were star seeds that were split at birth. You came out oh. six months before me. It's so perfect. Oh. It's it's everything. We're You guys, you are witnessing the birth of a brand new bestie friendship right now, right here on this podcast. I feel it. I know what's happening. So Miss Tosh, tell us all the things. How can people get a hold of you? Clearly, there are going to be people lined up around the block to work with you. They need to know. Obviously, they can DM you and all that yummy stuff. And I'm sure that you'll be you know, um, standing by if they want to DM you and all that. But like, tell me some of the things, some of the, the places people can go to get more info on you.
1: Yeah, so um, best place to find me at the moment, because I haven't joined TikTok yet, is um, on my socials. So if you use the handle at Tash Diaries, so as in, yep, that's perfect. Oh, look at you. Uh, And that's for both um, Instagram and Facebook. So I, and I'm pretty active on both of those. So feel free to reach out to me. I love to chat to the audience. So just send me a DM or come through my socials. Um, I've also shared... um, the lead mac, the the resource that I have um, around the journaling. So I oh that too. It's so, it's so funny. So this is something that I do with groups, um, and I offer it as a, one of the. Things where you can come and sit with me, and I take you through a process of doing some intuitive writing. And so, this template you can do, and basically take it and do it on your own time. And it gives you some prompts in terms of, and it's more about that intuitive kind of tapping into your inner wisdom. But I also offer sessions where you can come and join me. So again, come through my socials if you're interested. But if you want to just have a crack on your own, um, feel free to use that journaling template. It's just a simple one pager, and just kind of helps to start to get you tuning into that wisdom. And then I've got TashDiaries.blog, which is my website. So that's, that's got cool. – I don't think no, I shared that one, true. sorry. Okay, but, um, that's okay. That's okay. Yes. Yeah, so uh,
0: – Here it comes. I
1: might, have, I might have. Yes. So that's that's obviously got all my other information. So I do one-on-one coaching with women. I offer group programs. You can see stuff about my women's circles, my Reiki. So all my other services. And you can just learn a bit more about me um, through that. I yeah, that's it. Oh, look you're just a tech genius. Oh, I um, go that far. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's something that I've learned so much on this business journey is like, I'm like, man, I can do all these things now, all these different platforms and like software and mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's- not just personal growth, like having a business, I think is just one of the biggest growth opportunities you can ever take on in all aspects like your actual technical, your personal, your emotion. It's, yeah, that's another one that's not for the faint hearted. <laughs> so, that they're probably the main ways to get in touch with me. Um, she has a group, yes. Oh, and my Facebook group, thank you. You're so, welcome. it's Similar sort of intent to um, Amy Lee. It's a tribe of women. The idea is around coming together, inspiring one another, sharing our wins. Um, I do a similar sort of thing where once a month I interview a woman, put a spotlight on her. She gets to talk about her her gifts, um, what she has to offer, her experiences. And it's just a little bite size. So for the busy woman, she can have a cup of tea over her lunch break, watch it live, or she can catch it on the replay. And then if the women resonate with what she has to share, they can then go and make contact with her after. But I do lots of different things in that group. We do card pools. We do, I do Tuesday tune-ins where we do a meditation. So it's a, just another opportunity to kind of foster the community and, and bring wonderful women together together. I'm so, so excited to join yeah. it! <laughs> yes, please do. <laughs> um. So, thank you, thank you for the opportunity to share all of that, Amy Lee. It's been oh amazing.
0: Are you kidding? Oh, me? Oh, yeah. I'm just so <laughs> elated that I get the credit of having introduced my community to you. Like. Oh. Dude, that in and of itself, fresh my shoulders off, right? I mean, come on now. So any any last things or any last, you know, I mean, I know that we talked about so many different things and I didn't scratch my nose. So it's source didn't really show up this time, probably because it was hanging out with you. Um, yeah, whenever you see me scratch my nose on a live, it's because like source is like, and don't forget this and don't forget to tell them this. And I'm like, oh. I'm literally there right now and I don't know what you want me to say. And then like the next thing pops out and I'm like, Oh, okay. That was it. And then it's it's weird. But anyway, so tell me, is there anything, you know, you feel like pressing something that people need to hear? The floor is yours.
1: No. Look, I think it would be remiss of me not to just say that if there's anyone that's listening and they've been thinking about something, there's something that's been coming to them in their dreams or, you know, it's crossing across their mind and they've been dismissing it. This is your cue. If you're listening, this is your cue that you don't need to ignore it anymore and you need to embrace whatever that is and just have a go um, and see what happens. So I'm just encouraging you to, you know, you're looking for a sign, this is your sign. So if that speaks to you and you think, oh, there is that thing and no, she mustn't be talking to me, I am talking to you. So take that, take this as your sign. Um, Amy, Amy Lee and I are behind you and go get it. Oh, I love that so much. Yes. And and real quick, just to kind of add to what she said, which I
0: don't usually do. Um, when you reach out to people like us, like we're not gonna try to sell you anything. Like, we wanna have conversations. Sometimes we can give you a breakthrough in like two seconds. You know, if she can tap into what it is that's going on, maybe you don't even realize it, and she can help you walk away with like that uh-huh that you're waiting for. Remember, people like us. We're here to do the work first. Yes, of course, we want to, you know, feed our families and all of that. And and Source will provide for us in that way. So don't worry about us. But just know that we take so much, like derive so much joy in helping people to understand whatever it is that's keeping them stuck. So
1: Yes, I love that. Absolutely. Oh, my and God. I love hearing so... from you.
0: I know we do love hearing from you, but you are so amazing. I'm going to definitely have to have you on the show again. And I'm so glad that you're in the community now and you guys are going to be a great asset for all of you. So definitely reach out even just to say hi and to go check out her blog and all the things. So Tosh, thank you so much for being here. It has been amazing.
1: Thank you. And thank you for your energy, Amy Lee. It's amazing.
0: (laughs) I get that a lot. So that'll do it for this week's episode of the Dream Design Podcast with Amy Lee. Until next week, may you be happy, may you be healthy, may you be safe, and of course, may you be at peace. Namaste.